If you are looking for a gig or maybe absolutely need a new job, uh, the University of California, Berkeley is looking to hire a wellness and environmental justice coordinator. Is that you? You're going to run environmentally focused student programs such as meetups with Bay Area QT Plus and BIPOC climate activists, climate healing circles, wellness collaboration days, and my favorite, more. To be considered for the job, the applicant must have an intention of justice and liberation over status quo reformation. In addition, you need a bachelor's degree and at least two years of experience in sustainability or environmental jobs. Now it's a part-time job and it's going to pay $23.95 to $25.34 per hour. The position is housed in the Student Environmental Resource Center, which is a department within the Dean of Students office. Man, does that sound like a good gig, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes, yes it does. Man, there is nothing I want more than to schedule meetups with Bay Area QT pluses and BIPOC climate activists. And then holding climate healing circles and wellness collaboration days and, of course, more. But what really hurts is that it's just a part-time job. (laughs) Okay, and they want all this experience. you got to have a bachelor's degree and two years of experience in sustainability and environmental jobs. But part-time? Come on now. Berkeley, make the gig full-time and let these people have some insurance, okay? That's all I'm asking for. Maybe that can, you know, you can work that into the deal when you go and apply. Please, University of California, Berkeley, and the Student Environmental Resource Center, make it a full-time gig. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Seriously, this is a big job. (laughs) I'm stuck on uh, on the new gig at Berkeley. The Wellness and Environmental Justice Coordinator. You read on about this gig. Okay, so it's a three-year contract. And it's a temp- they're considering it a temporary job. But it's only part-time. I mean, I know you're making 25 bucks an hour. The lowest is $23.95, not even $24 an hour. But it's a three-year contract, temporary. Wow. And they're asking you to be in charge of the wellness and environmental justice education and programming strategic program analysis and assessment student group and civic engagement advising services community engagement and partnership creation student supervision and budget management and administration that's a big gig for being just a part-time job but i am telling you this is agonizing uh, good luck, I mean. That's what I meant to say. Good luck if you if you want this gig because you're also going to be tasked with reinforcing student advocacy and fostering wellness and collectivism and developing and or adapt curriculum surrounding wellness and healing in the environmental movement. Wow. And it's just a part-time job. Just, <laughs> oh man. I mean, good luck. Good luck if you want that gig, because I hope you get it if you want it. I do. Plus, when it first starts out, it talks about uh, meetups with Bay Area QT+. Now, I thought QT, you know, in social media meant cute, you know, like cuties. But I guess not. 
I guess QT plus is, you know, queer trans plus. So it's the LGBTQIA plus, but now we've just shortened it to QT plus. And the, of course, the BIPOC, the uh, black indigenous and people of color. So anyway, I mean, good luck. I hope you get the gig if you really want it because man, they are, are looking to, you know, make sure you have a really good gig, temporary under contract part time. Give me a break. So I'm looking at, uh, last week we talked about, uh, you know, the best places to live and best cities to, you know, get comfortable in and everything. But I just saw a list this weekend about the most diverse cities in America. So, uh, they were looking at, uh, wallet hub was curious, which major U S cities boast the greatest diversity. So it conducted a series of studies and it was compiled for 13 metrics across five different categories, household diversity, religious diversity, socioeconomic diversity, cultural diversity, and economic diversity. The result definitive list of 501 cities ranked from the most to least diverse, which is summarized in this map below that they've given us. And just look at the map. Now, for those of you, you know, watching live on the 26th of April, 2021, I'll show you the list. See that list right there. (laughs) So the least diverse cities in the U S there's the, you know, the bottom 25 and the top 25 most diverse cities in the U S. So the 25th least diverse city in the U S Beckley, West Virginia. Okay. There's a bunch of West Virginia cities in this list in the bottom 25 Morgantown, Huntington, Parkersburg. Those are the West Virginia cities. And when you look at the 25 most diverse cities in the U S Texas has four. Connecticut has four. California, New York, and Maryland have three cities in the most diverse cities in the U S in the top 25. So Texas has four number and they have the number one most diverse city in the U S coming in at number one, Houston, Texas. Dallas is fourth. Arlington is eighth and Arlington is in the, you know, DFW area. And Fort Worth is 25th. So really DFW, I mean, between 4th, 8th, and 25th, there, I mean, that's a big DFW is a big neck of the woods. You can quote me on that, by the way, is a big neck of the woods. Connecticut uh, has, what did I say? They have four cities in the 25 most diverse, but they come in 23rd is Bridgeport. 21st is Norwalk, Norwalk, Connecticut, and then Stamford is 16th, and Danbury is tied at 10th. Danbury, Connecticut is tied at 10th to Chicago, Illinois, <laughs> as in the top 25 of the most diverse cities in the U.S. Now, number two, Jersey City, New Jersey, and number three, New York, New York. Wow. Number five, Los Angeles, California. 
Number six, Gaithersburg, Maryland, Silver Spring, Maryland. So those two are probably, and I, I don't know the Maryland uh, city structures. They're probably close together. So that, you know, makes it a little bit bigger. Long Beach, California is ninth. Wow. So there's some, uh, there's some pretty big cities in here that, uh, you know, are the d- most diverse cities in the U.S. But you're looking at two in Texas in the top 10, two in Maryland in the top 10, and two in California in the top 10. All right. I mean, they're diverse cities. So if you're living in one of those cities, you are can be proud to say that you're living in one of the most diverse cities in the United States of America. The least diverse cities, I find um, one of the cities that uh, I've actually spent some time in and it's a beautiful city. Well, a couple of them. All right, so the number one least diverse city in the U.S., Provo, Utah. <laughs> Provo is beautiful, man. It's, you know, it's not diverse uh, at all. There's a lot of a lot of whiteness, a lot of whiteness going on in Provo, and the same with Bennington, Vermont. Bennington, Vermont. I've spent some time there. I love that city. It's beautiful. That neck of the woods in Bennington is gorgeous, but uh, it's not anymore. I can't say that anymore. It's not diverse at all. I won't have it. I won't. I won't even go back there again. Well, maybe I will, but not right away. And uh, only uh, Florida is, uh, there's no Florida cities. Wow, Florida, in the least diverse cities, Hialeah, Florida, Hialeah, is uh, 21st in the 25 most diverse cities in America. But no cities in, in Florida in the top 25. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? No Florida cities in the most diverse cities in the U.S. They do have a city in the least diverse city in the u.s in the you know in the in the 25 florida doesn't show up until the 41st uh 41st diversity that's orlando florida and then you get down to into the 60s i think we are 60s and 70s wow jacksonville is 69th and tampa is 73rd on the list that's those are pretty incredible those are diverse cities that yet, according to WalletHub, knew no, they're not. Interesting to see who's number one in each of their different uh, categories. So you have socioeconomic diversity, cultural diversity, economic diversity, household diversity, and religious diversity. So socioeconomic diversity is listed first in the, uh, in the division. So we'll see who's number one. Silver Spring, Maryland is number one in socioeconomic diversity, cultural diversity, Jersey City, New Jersey, economic diversity. Who's number one in economic diversity? Ooh, we don't know. Way down in economic diversity is the overall rank. Economic diversity, holy cow. I keep scrolling down, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling to find number one in, in that. Uh, in that category, holy cow, where are we at in the, in that category out of the 501 cities listed on this list? I keep scrolling cause I don't want to miss it. There it is. Number one in economic diversity, Badger, Alaska. 
Congratulations, number one in economic diversity. They are 433rd out of 501 overall of most diverse cities in America. Then you have household diversity. Let's scroll down to find number one in household diversity. And we keep scrolling down, down, down. I bet you it's down. There it is. Clarksburg, West Virginia. (laughs) Clarksburg, West Virginia, number one in household diversity. 446 overall as most diverse cities in America. And then we have religious diversity. We scroll down to see who is number one in religious diversity. Not that far down. 45th overall, Richmond, Virginia. Wow, those are some big extremes for all those different uh, divisions. And yet, the number one city for most diversity in America, Houston, Texas. Congratulations. All right, remember when it used to be looked upon as a big thing for men to be dating different women? And even when women were dating a bunch of different men, I guess it was looked upon as great. I I don't know. But a Japanese man has been arrested for reportedly dating more than 35 women at the same time. Now, I would say so. You're being arrested for that? So Takashi Miyagawa, uh, Miyagawa, right? Miyagawa. M-I-Y-A-G-A-W-A. Sorry, Takashi, if I'm mispronouncing your last name. Part-time worker is being investigated for allegedly defrauding dozens of women by pretending he was serious about each of their relationships and receiving hundreds of pounds worth of gifts from them. Okay, well, if they're giving him gifts, bless his heart. So apparently he was caught out when the women joined forces to create a victim's association after discovering his extensive infidelity and reported him to the police. Well, the police should say, geez, you know, have fun with your victim's association. But there's nothing illegal there. Apparently, uh, the claims are that he gave each woman a different date for his birthday ensuring a constant stream of gifts throughout the year that is a genius plan (laughs) that is a genius plan so one 47 year old woman reportedly thought his birthday was on february 22nd another age 40 was told it was in july yeah we get it we got it in totally in total he allegedly received around a hundred thousand yen worth of gifts from the women well, 100,000 yen, I mean, that's hardly nothing out of dating 35 women and it's, what, like 668 euros? 100,000 yen. How much is that in U.S. dollars? 924 bucks. Come on now, not even $1,000 worth of gifts and he's in trouble for that? Holy cow. So he's been on this dating spree while working for a marketing company selling shower products. Good for him. He's accused of targeting at least 35 single women through his work, pretending to each that the relationship was serious and saying he wanted to spend his life with them. Well, maybe he did at the time. Now, according to this, 
they've we've we've got photographs apparently showing this miagua with women in different locations such as a park and a restaurant how dare he how dare he take them to different locations different women to different locations that bastard so they're investigating to find out whether any other women were taken in by the alleged serial dating scheme um how can this be illegal it's just i mean these women uh, if they're pissed at being had i mean i can get that 35 women he got not even a thousand dollars worth of gifts from these 35 women thinking that it was you know a different day for his birthday giving him birthday gifts they're just oh man i cannot believe that we've arrested this guy for dating 35 women at the same time i mean you want to talk about some management skills he needs a promotion <laughs> i mean he's a busy guy he's bad man he's a busy man he's busy working and he's busy trying to keep track of all of this because you don't know you know you might end up saying uh, i thought your birthday was july yeah no oh that's you yeah yeah for you my birthday's in july yeah yeah for you yes Oh, did I forget my ID with my actual date on it? Yeah, I did. Darn it. Gosh, darn it. I'll just have to pay with, you know, in yen. <laughs> I mean, come on. We're arresting people now. I know it's not in the U.S. I get it, but it certainly could could come across the pond easy. Wait, that's not the pond. That's across the Pacific. Yeah, the Pacific isn't the pond, Jeff. The Atlantic is the pond. Oh, okay. All right. That's the way it works. Gotcha. It certainly could come across the Pacific easy. I can see this happening in this country in today's world, and it absolutely shouldn't. This is not uh, an illegal thing. These women can be mad, and they can have their intervention, and they can come together with their victims' association, you know, because they're pissed. Are you? Did Takashi take you out too? Yes, he did. He told me he wanted to be with me. No, he told me he wanted to be with me. No, he told me he wanted to be with me. Oh, no. Oh, no. I bought him a watch. I bought him new shoes. I bought him a shirt. Give me a break. Come on. This guy, Takashi. I'd like to talk to him, actually. We should talk to him, see how it worked out for him. (laughs) This guy is on on top of the world, man. He's taking care of some serious business. And these people are pissed because they've been had. But they might not have been had. He might have meant it at the time when he's with them. Right? Right. I mean, what is going on in Japan? I saw another story that showed uh, people getting arrested at a strip club because a stripper stripped. Oh, my word. No, we can't have strippers stripping at strip clubs. What is Japan becoming? I mean, now we've got a guy dating, you know, excessively, but he's dating 35 women at one time and he gets arrested. And now we have a stripper getting arrested for stripping. We are Japan, man. What are you becoming? What are you becoming? Pretty soon we're going to be hearing from people in Japan that they're being uh, charged with a crime for not returning a VHS tape. 
We got news that Karen McBride learned that she was wanted because she did not return a VHS tape 21 years ago. She commented on what she was told when she contacted the Cleveland County District Attorney's Office in Norman, Oklahoma. The first thing she told me was felony embezzlement. So I thought I was going to have a heart attack. So apparently, she rented a VHS tape, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, back in March of 2000. <laughs> She was trying to get a marriage license here in the great state of Texas. And they told her, Ooh, no, uh, you, uh, you got that felony embezzlement thing going on. We, we can't, we can't take care of you here. So the documents show that she rented this tape, uh, in the year 2000. Now the place that, uh, filed against her for not returning the tape closed in 2008 because there's no such thing as VHS tapes anymore. Well, I know that there is, but nobody uses them anymore. I still have some, as a matter of fact. We've talked about this before. I mean, I still have some. We still have a couple of machines, uh, you know, that I need to go through and probably save, but it's just... It ends up being not worth the time, you know. She claims that uh, that's maybe why she got fired a couple of times from jobs and didn't get jobs, but they didn't tell her why. I kind of find that hard to believe. I think that she's just been not worried about it. It's a VHS tape. Who cares, right? And so finally someplace like here in Texas said, ooh, no, we can't do anything until you get this off your record. So when she contacted a Norman, Oklahoma, they said, yeah, no, you got felony embezzlement. And now the district attorney's office has said that they're going to dismiss the case against McBride. Ooh, thank you. Appreciate it. She's blaming it on some old boyfriend. She said that she was living with a guy that uh, had a couple of kids and that he probably rented it and didn't bring it back. But she claims that she has, you know, no idea and that she would never watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch it wasn't her cup of tea I believe was the quote from Karen but they've dismissed the case against her but according why don't they just take care this is what ticks me off about the law okay I know don't look at me like that but so now they say, well, she's going to you know, need to have the case expunged in order to clear her record. You do that. You clear it. You're not going to press charges against this stupid case from 21 years ago over a VHS tape, which was dumb to begin with. And the company who uh, you know, made the charge isn't even in business anymore. None of it, it makes any sense. You make it go away. You put it on a record. You expunge it. That ticks me off. Now, you know what? This is just a way to keep attorneys getting paid. That's right. Big attorney. Man, they tick me off, big attorney. <laughs> All right, let's go to the break room. I desperately need something to drink after that case. I'll tell you that. Oh. So if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to this podcast, um, do so and make your life that much better, please. Uh, subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. 
If you're listening now and you're not a subscriber, then you're just a freeloader and nobody likes or appreciates freeloaders. But if you subscribe and choose a platform of your choice, you can choose the one you're listening to on now, or you can choose one that you like better, but to do so, and then you just become a subscriber that you're getting the podcast for free. That's fine. Uh, that's smart. But just being a freeloader, nobody likes freeloaders. I mean, Apple, did you see where Apple is has going to start uh, having their pay podcast? They're going to launch their new subscription offering so that podcasters can charge listeners for content directly. So I guess that's, uh, you know, a slam against, uh, you know, they're trying to go up against Spotify and... Well, I mean, Patreon and OnlyFans and I, you know, everyone has their paid content, right? I say everyone. Uh, I don't because chewing the fat is free. That was my point. But every website has their own paid content that you can pay for and get extra content if you want. So I guess good for them. I guess. Not good. You know, oh, yeah. Bad news here, though. Uh, I see where the Alec Baldwin, Kelsey Grammer comedy series. And remember we talked about this comedy series when they first started talking about it. Yeah, it's not going to go forward at ABC. Wait, what? No, it's being shopped elsewhere. So apparently uh, ABC has passed on the Alec Baldwin, Kelsey Grammer, Kelsey Grammer multi-camera comedy. Aren't they all multi-camera? Anyway, uh, I guess the executives at ABC saw the pilot episode and said, uh, how about no? I, I, I know this is going to come as a surprise and it did to me too when I first read this. So just go ahead and sit down if you're, if you were as, as surprised as I was. So this had a straight to series order from the studio. And so they did the pilot and they, the executives saw the pilot and went, Ooh, yeah. Uh, no, uh, go ahead and try to sell this to someone else if you want to, but we're not going to, uh, we're not going to do that. So, okay. Have a nice day. <laughs> I guess it wasn't that funny for their multi-camera comedy a uh, special so plus kelsey's got his other gig that he's working on now right his uh frazier revival coming back so they're working on that project plus i guess abc had a regime change so the new bosses are like yeah new no, uh, that uh, that show was uh direct to series uh, straight to series contract with the old regime new no. So we're going to go ahead we'll pay you off and you'll get whatever money that we're owed to you. But, uh, no, have a nice day. So man, Alec Baldwin and Kelsey Grammer's multi-camera comedy show is not going to happen on ABC. And it looks as though it's not going to happen anywhere. So I guess we should, uh, discuss, you know, the elephant in the room. And no, I'm not talking about Zimbabwe starting to sell hunting rights to shoot 500 endangered elephants. No, I'm not talking about the poachers that were killed by the elephants as they were trying to get killed, which I love that story. It's a tremendous story. And they were out there poaching these elephants and 
uh, they got caught and the elephants crushed them. Uh, it's tough to take. I'm talking about the Oscars. Yes, the Oscars last night. I mean, I guess we could talk about, uh, you know, the possibility that Kim Kardashian and Van Jones are dating. She's not even divorced 100% from Kanye yet. And there's rumors that uh, she and Van Jones are out running around. <laughs> okay. All right. No problem. So for those of you that, uh, you know, didn't watch the Oscars, bless your heart. Um, I watched very little of it. I have it recorded. I'm going to go back and watch some of the low lights or highlights, whatever you want to call it. Cause I had uh, walking dead to watch last night. I had gangs of London to watch last night. I mean, what comes first, the Oscars or gangs of London after walking dead or fear of the walking dead. But, uh, so uh, no man land, which I kind of predicted, uh, would win, uh, the best picture. Uh, best actor I thought for sure in the world thought it was going to go to Chadwick Boseman and they even made it so that it was the last award this year instead of best picture the best actor was going to be the last award at the Oscars and everyone thought that it was going to be the last award because they were going to give it to Chadwick and they were going to have this big to do over this uh, you know posthumous award to the great actor Chadwick Boseman nope sorry have a nice day we're gonna give it to anthony hopkins and they gave it to anthony he wasn't even there <laughs> he wasn't at any of the, anything at all so uh homeboy that was uh you know out to give the award was just there i'll stand at the end of the show with him just standing on stage all by himself <laughs> it was awesome i was just like okay the show is over now take care uh there's nobody here to accept for anthony hopkins because he's not in any of our locations and uh so joaquin phoenix was just saying hey uh thanks for watching take care roll the credits it was just amazing and of course the best actress who i thought for sure that they would give to uh viola davis for for the same uh same movie my rainy's black bottom that they would give it to chadwick boseman for uh, nope francis mcdormand for nomadland now was she great in that movie yes i mean that was a great movie the the lady that was the uh director or yeah she was she directed the movie uh chloe zhao uh won uh, for Nomadland, and that's the first, I guess, female woman of color, whatever. Great job. I mean, yeah, I, I'm so sick of being having the diversity rammed down our throats. If you do a good job, you should be rewarded for it. And if you, you know, and, and by the way, they all were rewarded for it by being paid for their work. They just want everybody to pat them on the back some more for their work. Okay, great. Well, y'all got it. Congratulations. Now, I won't go down into, you know, best directors and animated thing. I know Soul was uh, won a couple. Um, best original score, best animated feature. So now I'm going to have to watch. I keep meaning to watch it. It's on HBO. No, Disney. Disney has Soul, right? Um, and I keep meaning to watch it, and I just haven't. So now I'm going to have to because it's, it's an Academy Award winner. So I'm just going to have to break down and, and watch it. And it's not because it was a winner or that it was great. It's because it's, uh, you know, 
it's diversity, and I've got to show how diverse I am, so I'm going to watch Soul, okay? And I know what you're thinking. Hey, didn't Ma Rainey's Black Bottom win anything? Yes, they did. They won a couple for sure. They won the best makeup and hairstyling and best costume design. So, so, there. All right? You're welcome. some business to take care of with my phone company this weekend apparently i had purchased something over my phone that i didn't purchase now could it have been that i fell asleep in the middle of uh, you know i fall asleep most night <laughs> i fall asleep most nights and i wake up and my glasses are you know hanging off my head and my the phone is you know laying on my on my chest or on my stomach or under the covers or whatever because i you know i'm reading something and i pass out and then you know four hours later i'm wake up and the drool is coming down and you realize that you were in the middle of something so could i have purchased something inadvertently absolutely uh could i have done it by mistake uh during the day somehow sure absolutely but i didn't want what it showed that i had purchased so i had to call the phone company and you know get it resolved which we did and i say we because uh, you know i had my wife do it and i was sitting there doing other things (laughs) but she was taking care of it which i appreciate i love her for it thank you and um the account is in her name so leave me alone okay um i mean i let her get the account in her name duh that's the kind of nice man i am but uh, so she she called and we're talking to this and we're we're talking to this uh, we get this lady on the phone who is working for the company sprint which is t-mobile now and we're you know getting it resolved and she was great she took care of it and she let us know that there were a few other things that needed to take, be taken care of between the Sprint and T-Mobile merger and what was going on. And so she was, we got, we found out, uh, you know, we've got a few new updates coming and it was, she was really nice. She was great, but she was in the Philippines. And I mean, all I wanted to do was talk to her about what was going on in the Philippines and the ruler in the Philippines, who I know is this nightmare of a man. She might not think so. And I didn't want to get her in trouble because, you know, they always maybe recorded for our business purposes. I didn't want to get her in trouble talking about, you know, bad about her government or talking about bad stuff. So I just kept it pretty generic, like, oh, hey, so you you know how's it going and they she's still in this big lockdown in the philippines i mean uh they still she goes out two days uh, she has two days that she can go out and shop and that's it wow how you talk about serious lockdown i mean that's that's uh what's his name duarte right the i mean he is uh He's a, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Taking care of rule and law and order is what he believes in, in the Philippines. But she was, uh, she was great for T-Mobile and Sprint. And, you know, I would recommend, you know, her for whatever they have going on. Cause she was wonderful for the company, but 
I really wanted to know what was going on. So I looked up in the Philippines. They have the vaccine, but very few uh, have been vaccinated in the Philippines. So they've continued on to their lockdown. They have over a million total cases. They have 8,000, almost 9,000 new cases, and they've had 16,853 deaths, according to the updates, the COVID updates. They're 26th down the list of total cases. So they need to, you know, pick up the case uh, a little bit. I know that uh, India is going through a nightmare scenario right now. They're low on oxygen. People were sending, were sending vaccines there. They're calling it the double mutant variant, which <laughs> a lot of the experts are like, well, we shouldn't be calling it the double mutant. That's just not right. Well, okay, then what should we call the variant that is B one six one seven should we call it that because that would be great we'd all know that uh, you know the official uh, coronavirus covid19 variant in india the b1617 i mean we all know that it's uh, referred to as the double mutant because it has two key mutations that have cropped up into two other infamous strains right so, but scientifically, the term double mutant makes no sense. Well, thank you. Thank you, Doc. We appreciate it. Of course, of course, that's, you know, guess what? We get to call it whatever we want. <laughs> and whatever takes off, right? But heaven forbid you call it the China virus. Don't do that. Do not call it the China virus, okay? You can call it the South African variant. You can call it the Brazil variant. You can call it the double mutant variant, but don't you dare. Not one time should you ever call it the China virus, ever, because that is, that is wrong. Anyway, and, and, then I was, and then I was looking where you realize that, uh, you know, 8% of Americans who have received their first Pfizer or Moderna vaccine missed their next shot. That's not too bad. I mean, they'll tell you that number is, you know, horrific, but it doesn't, I, I, for me, that doesn't sound too bad. If it's only 8% of the people who got their first dose, didn't go back for their second dose, I'd be interested to see how many in that percentage passed away because that first round was supposed to be highly window, uh, people, right? So they were probably up there in age and had many other underlying circumstances uh so it'd be you know maybe maybe we end up with two percent of those who were are not alive or they're too sick to receive the second dose and so it doesn't seem too bad i'm still torn whether i want the vaccine or not uh you know let me rephrase that you know do i want it yes i'm torn between whether i should get it or not because i know we need to get the we need to get it right we need to we need to do it but do we and you know hey speaking of uh the philippines did you see (laughs) different country indonesia (laughs) that same thing oh it's over there somewhere um did you see where and i i I meant to talk about it uh last week and i and i didn't it was on the it was in the fat pile and i just never got to it about they were searching for the missing sub 
from Indonesia, right? Well, they found it this weekend. It's so sad. They found it broke into at least three parts. Holy cow. So 53 crew members uh, have you know lost their lives uh, in the deep in the Bali Sea. And they found new objects that say that it broke in. They were apparently conducting a torpedo drill. And really strange. Now, they're saying that this is uh, the crew were not to blame for the accident. What does that mean? What does that mean? The crew were not to blame for the accident. So they were preparing to conduct a torpedo drill. Does that mean that a torpedo blew up? Does that mean the, I mean, it was broken into three parts separated. Wow. They said that the main part found cracked. Huh? So does that mean that it was just the sub was too old and then it just cracked apart? I don't know. I don't know what it means, but it's sad all the way around. But they're talking about how these, um, they have two, they have five submarines before the latest accident, two German built type 209s, including the Nangalala, Nangalala, Nangala, N-A-N-G-G-A-L-A, and three newer South Korean vessels. Now the German built type 209s those <laughs> those are the diesel electric attack submarines um i don't know if you've ever seen the uh the uh, documentary down periscope <laughs> but that's the same type of sub that they use in down periscope now down periscope i mean that was in 1996 right so these subs that are the type 209 diesel electric attack submarines we don't even use diesel submarines anymore so these were uh exported by the company in germany they were designed in the late 60s wow now, they're export 13 countries with 61 submarines being built and commissioned between 71 and 2008. But we don't even use the, I mean, if you've seen the documentary down Periscope, you know that the U.S. does not even use the diesel. <laughs> I love sub movies so much. It got me thinking about that. And I'm very sorry that all these people lost their lives and perhaps they need to upgrade their subs or maybe we think about, I don't know, Indonesia not having the whole naval submarine fleet. But what do I know? So, But I was looking at uh, sub-movies. And there's one sub-movie that I haven't seen that I really... I don't know why I haven't seen it. I was looking at the sub-movies. Okay, so you have the documentary Down Periscope. Which is tremendous. If you've never seen that movie, I recommend it. It's so funny. And it's with Kelsey Grammer. Today's Kelsey Grammer Day. Uh, but I've seen Crimson Tide, tremendous movie with my man Denzel and Gene Hackman, tremendous movie. Then we have, uh, you know, K-19, The Widowmaker, eh, U-571, eh, I mean, these were okay. They had, uh, 
the latest i mean of course hello the the one the first and foremost sub movie the hunt for red october hello and i know everyone remembers the one from way back in what like 1981 that das boot <laughs> but the hunt for red october hello 1990 and that's with alec baldwin too it's alec baldwin and kelsey grammar day today here on uh, here on chewing the fat but the latest the latest one that i watched it's a new one a newer one it came out in 2018 hunter killer tremendous with gerard butler and gary oldman i mean a really good movie but then there was one movie that's listed here that i thought wait a second why haven't i seen this this is with jude law called black sea and i it's a it's a crime movie and a sub movie it's right in my wheelhouse from 2014 so i'm really really disappointed that i have not seen black sea and i make a pledge to you today here on chewing the fat that that will happen black sea and, and black sea and me will happen there's no doubt about that i cannot believe that i have not seen a sub crime movie from 2014 with Jude Law. I, I apologize. I apologize. But all the others I have seen and are really good. If you haven't had a chance to see Hunter Killer, great movie with Gerard Butler and Gary Oldman. Uh, Crimson Tide. There's some scenes in that movie from 1995 with Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington that are award winning. Same with uh, Hunt for Red October and uh, same with down periscope the documentary uh down periscope and uh if you have an opportunity to catch down periscope uh if you have not seen down periscope i recommend it highly as a documentary of course so thank you for listening to chewing the fat and i know i try not i try to steer away from uh you know the real heavy political stuff but i think we talked about uh on thursday or friday of last week the uh you know the people in this administration showing how much they dislike america every day and it's really ticking me off and i don't like it at all it, uh you know if you are part of this administration it's one thing uh being having different uh different thoughts on the way this country should be run it's another for thinking that you don't like america in general and i think that we see that more and more every day from this administration over the weekend, we find that uh, John Kerry, former Senator of the United States of America, former Secretary of State of the United States of America, former presidential candidate of the United States of America, and now the climate czar, or whatever the hell his title is, we find out that from the Iranian foreign minister that uh, he informed them of hundreds of Israeli covert actions. If that's true, and I mean, it's not difficult to believe that it's true, coming about John Kerry, oh, it's not difficult at all. But the reports in this story are talking about Zarif, the guy who said that Kerry informed them. He also said that the Revolutionary Guard in Iran calls the shots 
overruling many government decisions and ignoring advice. And they're talking about uh, the Iranian. The Iranians are demanding Zarif's resignation for revealing to the world about the Revolutionary Guard calling the shots. That you know, if you believe that that is uh, that that isn't known already, and that Iran is a theoretic theoretic military dictatorship whose government is just a puppet. Uh, really? Well, really, I'd like to know where are the calls that we get rid of John Kerry. And maybe even try him for freaking treason. I mean, I, I don't know. Is it treasonous? Yeah, I mean, if he's got information coming from our government about another government and he's giving that to another government that wants to overthrow that government, I mean, is it treasonous to us? Maybe. But there's, he, there's, you know, he should no longer be looked at as this great man of any kind of uh, intellect about the climate or any damn thing else i mean this goes back into the obama administration and now the joe biden administration i mean this guy hates america and it's true every day we see more and more people with this administration who hate america and i've had i mean it is agonizing to see it every day and yet we're supposed to say, oh, no, oh, no, they're doing they, He doesn't hate. They don't hate. They love America. Do they? Do they? Okay. All right. If you say so. Oh,